With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to It's All White, our weekly Fulham podcast. My name's Robert Warlow. I'm joined here today by our Fulham reporter, Ryan O'Donovan. Hello. Hello. And also our digital club writer, uh, Scott Trotter. Hello. Hi, Scott. So Scott was there at Craven Cottage at the weekend uh, in place of Ryan, who was enjoying himself in Prague. Very much so. Um, Scott, you you enjoyed yourself as well, didn't you? It was uh, quite a good Fulham performance. Yeah, safe to say it definitely was. I think first 15 minutes of the match, it was a bit more cagey. And then after that, you kind of run out of superlatives to how it describes the full performance. Um, passing really silky, really smooth. But um, I think Sluzy Kanovic has spoke about it a lot. He what likes to see Fulham move the ball quickly. And usually when they're not playing well, they start badly like against Hull. He blames it on that. And on Saturday, they just were rapid on the counter-attack despite dominating possession. The counter-attacking was where they were creating a lot of opportunities from. Uh, both fullbacks as kind of attacking outlets were phenomenal. Fredericks in the first half, just time and time again, putting pressure on Burton, being released by Oliver Norwood uh, repeatedly. And then Dennis Adoy in the second half, best I've seen him play, probably linking up with Ryan Sessegnon just to advance up the pitch time again. And even done quite well defensively as well in that half as Burton came in with a little bit more at the start of the second half. But I think more than anything, it was performance where Fulham put away the chances, which has been what's plagued them a little bit this season. Um, obviously, Piazon and Rui Font scored a couple as well, who put in a really good performance. And it was just all guns players. And then Ryan Sessegnon, I didn't think, had a fantastic game by his standards and then still comes away with two goals as well, looking like a bit of a fox in the box, really, from like putting in from six yards out rather than just dominating down the wing. So... Yeah, you can't really say enough about form at the weekend. I think they showed a, a ruthlessness of a clinical edge in front of goal, like you said, that perhaps has been missing. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think it's just a willingness to get in the right positions. Um, Sessegnon, like I say, scored a couple of goals from close range, and um, particularly one of Font's goals. Um, I think Fredericks crossed the ball in, and he wins a header. It's a poor header, but then he's chasing it before the Burton defenders even know what's happening and putting past the keeper. And like I say, I think it was just the desire there, and I think Tom Kenny spoke a while ago that Fulham needed to score scrappy goals, um, and they did that on top of playing so well as well, so the complete win, really. Ryan, must be a good right for, for you this week from afar, but to see uh, a result like that and, you know, what it must boost um, Fulham for, for the you know, remaining games. Yeah, I mean, it's something we saw from last season. I think it has a lot of comparisons to what the second half of last season was like, and that teams would turn up at Fulham and just be completely battered by a ruthless Fulham side. And I think that's what we saw on Saturday. Obviously, you know they've been on a really good run of form. 
they've only lost like three games in the last 12 or something like that. So they're starting to build the momentum that you kind of expect them to have from the start. And, you know, a win like that where you see everyone playing well, you know, really fun. He's played well in recent games. He's, he, hasn't, he hasn't had the, the goals he's probably deserved. But to see him scoring the goals and linking up so well with Piazon, now he's back from injury as well. It's really pleasing to see. And, of course, we saw Ryan Sessignon play further forward, which is something fans have been calling for for ages now. And Dennis Adoy put in a, in a great shift, as, as Scott said. So that, for me, raises the question of where does Dennis, what happens to Dennis Adoy now that Matt Target's signed? You know, he's done nothing wrong to be dropped, really. So that'll be an interesting interesting look at for, for Saturday in, in whether Target plays straight away or whether Dennis Adoy continues at left-back with Cessna in front of him. What do you make of uh, Matt Target as a, as a signing? Was it something that, that, that sort of needed? It was, yeah. You know, um, me personally, I'd still prefer him to get centre-back in. I don't think it's going to happen, but yeah, they did need a left-back. Obviously, Rafa Suarez came in and Djokanovic hasn't fancied him for whatever reason. So, you know, getting Ryan Sessegnon further forward is, is the main thing. And having someone that's able to play left-wing and then left-back like Target can, the same as Ryan Fredericks, you know, likes to get forward, can play basically as a wing-back, I think it was quite important with the way Fulham play. A lot of people said that Fulham missed Scott Malone. I don't think they missed Malone as a person. I don't think they missed him as a player. I think they missed what kind of player he was and what he brought to the team in that he got forward and he attacked like Fredericks did on the, on the right. And they haven't had that so much this season on the left, apart from when Sessegnon's played there, but then they've lost the man in front of him. So I think they, they, do, they did need one and now they've got him. It's be interesting to see how he fits into the side and, and, and what he can achieve there for the next six months. Do you think he will be starting games? I think so, yeah. You know, he's coming for six months. I don't think you sign a lone man. I think for, look, I say you don't, you don't sign a lone man for like that. We've seen Suarez and Graham both from lone and not really playing. But I think Fulham would have learnt their lessons from those two players. You know, they're not going to bring someone in on a lone deal and not play now, especially in a position that Fulham really wanted to strengthen him in. So, yeah, maybe he might not start Saturday, but he's going to be starting games pretty soonish. I suppose it's hard to change a winning formula at the moment. Yeah, exactly. You know, they've, they've been playing well. There's been a few sticky games, you know, the Brentford game, the Sunderland game. But at the moment, the way they're playing, you know, you don't really need to drop anyone. They're all performing really well. And they've done it the last three games without Tom Kearney as well, which is great for them because Tom Kearney is such an influential player on that side. To have a, a win, a 6-0 win like that, when Tom Kearney's played, what, what did he play, 20-odd minutes? Yes. Something like that. So it, it's great to see. And going forward from here, you know, they're only going to get stronger with Takeni coming back from injury and Target being introduced to the squad. Scott, obviously on Saturday, I mean, a result like that, you'd expect the fans to be uh, pretty happy about it. Was there a feel-good factor at the cottage? Yeah, definitely. Even early on in the first half, they were really loud. I think there was a feel-good factor even before that result. That start to come in and everybody <coughs> see the likenesses to last season in that push. Um, so yeah, the atmosphere was second to none. It was, um, really nice to see as a reporter there as well. You don't always see that when you go to games. And they say by the second half they were chatting we won ten, which was maybe a little bit optimistic. But when Kamara comes on and then scores a good, uh, lovely lobbed goal like that, it just felt like Fulham could have scored when they wanted as well. So I think they've got a lot to be hopeful about, especially going into next weekend where there's a reduced number of fixtures. I think it's only Wolves and Bristol City who are above them that play. And it's a big chance to move into those playoff spots as well. Do you, Ryan, do you get the sense that the, the, the promotion pushes on? It definitely is, yeah. You, you look at their form, they're in championship winning form. You know, they're taking two points a game. And everyone says at the start of the season, two points a game wins you a title. They're not going to win the title. Wolves are pretty much selling it up. But the form they're in at the moment is championship winning form. So 
you've got to really look at them as, as promotion contenders now. And the games they've got next, you know, they've got three more winnable games. And as Scott said, this Saturday is a massive chance to get into the playoffs. But what's interesting is it's a position that Fulham haven't really been in before. You know, they went through last season chasing that, that mm. playoff spot. And they didn't really get into that until, you know, April time. So to be in the, potentially in the playoff places at the end of January, they're then getting shot at. And they haven't been in that position before. So I think it's going to be interesting to see how Fulham deal with, with that pressure. It's a pressure they didn't really have to deal with last season. They were chasing last season. And this season, you know, they, they could potentially be in the playoff places come six o'clock on Saturday afternoon. And it's all about how they deal with that, with that pressure, especially with five games against the, the top five, basically, they've got after these three games. You know, so it's going to be a massive thing to see how they deal with all that pressure. I suppose, that they, I mean, they've got to get there first, haven't they? And Barnsley is a potential banana skin. I mean, away from home, you, you wouldn't say it's an easy game. It's not an easy game, but you look at the way Fulham are playing and the confidence they're in. Mm. Barnsley have only won six games all season. They're not going to want to face Fulham in the, in the form they're in because everyone knows once Fulham get ticking and get into a, a routine and get into form, they're, they're near unstoppable. We saw that last season. We're seeing that now. So I think Barnsley are going to be looking at that game and thinking, Jesus, like, mm. we might be in trouble here, lads. And Fulham, they know Barnsley's a hard place to go. I mean, they went to Sunderland and lost, but they're not going to be thinking, oh, we might lose this one. They're going to be thinking, yeah, we've got a chance to get into the playoffs here. Let's go and absolutely wipe the floor of them. Is that perhaps even concern, the fact that some of the, the worst performances or results have come against teams from the bottom? Uh, yeah, you can say that. You know, when they've come up against like Sunderland, they didn't have any any way to break down the Sunderland side and never look like scoring. But it's, it, it's changed now that they look like they're going to score goals again. You know, we had six on, on Saturday and it's coming from players that haven't been scoring, haven't been in the side, but are now coming through. Like Piazon, he scored a brilliant goal and Font scored twice, and it's players that haven't really been hitting target. Mm. So I don't think they're going to be concerned that they've lost to, to teams around the bottom before. You know, it's only really stunned in the way that they lost to, that's been around there, they beat Millwall at home, they beat Birmingham at home. So yeah, I think they'll be confident going to, to Barnsley and they'll be hoping they get a good result from it. Scott, how, how impressed were you with those players that Ryan has just mentioned, the likes of Rui Font and, and Piazon, you know, obviously did contribute at the weekend? Yeah, well, Piazon kind of looks like a Chelsea player. Um, he's got all the technical ability in the world and kind of gives you that other dynamic and being able to reach around just the driving runs of the likes of Sessegnon. Uh, but I was really impressed with Font, actually. I think, again, he's another technical player come through where he's came from, Portugal, and I think he's trained to Arsenal for a bit. Um, but he gave a really battling performance at the weekend, which kind of, despite his stature, he kind of bullied the Burton defenders a lot. Um, involved in a lot of chasing down and I think he just really had the bit between his teeth and I think that's the sort of thing that's going to build well against teams like Barnsley. Um, so yeah, I think they've got everything to look forward to. I think you almost get a sense where in the past Fulham, when they look to the bench, perhaps have a good player but you don't know what they can do. Now you start to feel like they've got a bit of depth. Like I say, they brought Kearney on off the bench at the weekend and they didn't miss him before that. So you kind of bring in that calibre of player into the team and that's again a bonus and starts to look a bit more threatening to the big teams that are going to be coming to play. You mentioned Rui Fon. It sounds like his performance on Saturday was a man who's had, you know, he's not been playing the best, he's not scoring the goals, but it sounded like he finally started to enjoy himself on a pitch, you know, battling, fighting defenders, making the intelligent runs and scoring goals. It sounds like a man who had a bit of a weight lifted off his shoulders and was finally enjoying his football. Yeah, I think that sums it up perfectly, really. He just looked like he wanted to do something. And I think 
once he got that goal earlier on, he just had all the belief in the world. And I can say him and Piazon had some nice interchanges, like dummies, and it's just it was kind of like Premier League football without wanting to go over the top. It looked that kind of level, whereas before you might have Fulham struggling against a more battle and hard work inside, that this time it was coming off against those teams and not just teams that also try and play football. So with, with the games, as you mentioned, coming up, obviously the, these next three that you, you'd hope Fulham would continue this form in, will the next you know, few after that be defining in terms of who they're playing against and whether they're potentially automatic contenders or, or just playoffs? Yeah, so I addressed it. I wrote an article about this last week and I said, you know, it was four games at a time. I said they have to take double figures from those four games to really set themselves up for those next five games against top teams. They're going to be Daryl thereabouts coming in the season. You know, they've got. A, it's it's weird the way the championship fixtures have turned out. We thought Fulham's start was going to be really really difficult against big teams. It, it hasn't turned out that way. It's this middle period against teams. You know, maybe we didn't think we we're going to be Daryl thereabouts. Who are? That's going to be the important thing. So having those that double figures of points tally from these four games is going to be a massive base to build upon going into those games. And if they manage to get nine points, ten points from those from those five games, you're going to be looking with the double figures from mm-hmm. the four games. You're going to be looking at that like Fulham are well in well in contention for my promotion even. So yeah, you know, I think before we can talk about those five games, these three next games are, are massive games, and they need to get. I think they can get nine points from it but so long as they get I don't know seven you'll be looking at that's a good base to go into those really big games and and put on a performance so you've only got a few more days left of the transfer window um, are you expecting any more business for them? Uh, maybe a striker but not not really anything pressing to be honest I think Jokanovic obviously wanted three players he's got his left back now in target he wanted a centre back and he wanted a striker but you know the strikers are starting to score goals the defence looks a bit more solid at the moment. What can Target add to that defence? You, you've got to have a look at. So, yeah, I, th- I think they'll still be working on bringing in a striker, but I don't think it's going to be as pressing as it perhaps once was for, for Fulham. What about any outgoings? Uh, I don't really see any outgoings. You know, the ones that have left are ones you'd have expected. Michael Maddell and Ragnar Sigurdsson were both six months left on their deals they weren't playing, so you'd expect that kind of thing to happen. Maybe Johan Molo might, might leave, but again, you know, his situation is a is a bizarre one, so who, who knows with him. Maybe a few loan deals might go out, you know, Kite might go out and George Williams might go out. In terms of key players, you know, Fulham have been adamant all, all winter that no one's going to be leaving. The first it was Ryan Sessegnon and Tony Khan came out and said mm, he's not going anywhere. Next was Ryan Fredericks with apparently one moment he's going to Stoke and next he's going to Swansea, but adamantly wasn't going anywhere. And now it's Tom Kearney who's you know, subject interest from West Brom, but again, Fulham haven't received any bids and he's not going anywhere either. So I don't think there's going to be any key players going this winter. I guess the key is to, to maintain a promotion push, they need to have a stable squad. That's it, and that's what it seems like Tony Khan is, is doing at the moment. He, he sees the club is just starting to tick over. Last season, they came so close. Why would he want to get rid of any players, any key players for, for whatever money they offer? When, you know, you've got a real chance of getting promotion, you might as well go hell forever get the promotion, get the promotion money, and that more than covers any money you would have got for the likes of Tom Kearney and Ryan Fredericks. You know, people have been quoted three odd million for Ryan Fredericks and 12 for Kearney, that's only 15. That's nothing compared to the money you'd get for getting promoted to the Premier League. Mm-hmm. And Fulham so, you know, there's, there's no reason why they can't even get automatics this season. So I think Tony Khan's done the right thing here and said, look, I don't care if they've got six months left on their deal, 
they're a key part of this side, we're going to go for it and we'll deal with whatever happens in the summer. And I guess it's also about keeping those players fit as well. Exactly, yeah, you know, keeping players fit. Last season they were very lucky with, with injuries in that last part of the season, there, was, there wasn't really any. Johansson got injured towards the end and I think that's, that had a bit of an effect in the Reading game because he didn't look the same player. But yeah, you look at the moment, all players coming back from injury now, Piazon's come back from his injury, everyone seems to be fit. You know, Kearney's still having problems here and there with, with his knee. And Fulham with a fully fit Tom Kearney is always going to be better than one without. But they're not worried too much about Tom Kearney like they were last season because they've got players that are stepping up to the mark now. Oli Norwood hasn't had the best of games recently, but he stepped up against Burton and put in a really good performance. So, you know, we've got pretty much full fit side. I eat the other one out, but they're not missing him up front at the moment because Sessignon, Font and Ojo are playing really well up there. So, yeah, and, and as Scott mentioned, the bench looks strong too. And it's all, it's all those things that are coming together now that are allowing Fulham to go on this run and that have given the recruitment team the belief, like, we don't need to sell anyone, we've got strength in depth, we didn't have that last season, we've got good players on the bench, we've got good players starting, we could really go for it. Yeah. I suppose the, um, the the thing with with the run they've been on, it kind of shows what we've talked about previously, that if you can get a bit of form and momentum going, you can shoot up that league quite quickly. Yeah, I mean, we were looking at it at one stage and Fulham were, we're right down near near the near the bottom of the league, you know, the bottom of the table, and now they're a point off the playoffs and could go into it on Saturday. And it's just crazy how how tight the league is, but also the run that Fulham have gone on. They've picked up a ridiculous amount of points in the last 12, 13 games. And you know, if you're asking me against Derby or against Brentford if, if that was going to be the case, I would have said no, you know, I don't think they've got enough this season. But obviously they must do because, you know, they're like I said, they're on championship winning form. You don't get that kind of form. If you haven't got the players capable of at least getting automatic promotion, but like you say, these these next few weeks will will be key. If, if it, yeah. you know, could it, the wheels could easily come off at the same yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they are key, but the difference is with Fulham going into these games is they've got the form behind them now. They've got that confidence. Whereas before, when you're talking about the games that are, that were important, they went out and lost to Sunderland and Brentford. They didn't have the form behind them, but now you know they've built on that form. They're putting in really good performances and they're scoring goals. So you know you've you've got to back them really at the moment, haven't you? Do you expect three points on Saturday? Uh, I'll stick my neck out and say, yeah, I, I think Fulham will beat them quite comfortably. Scott, would you agree? After seeing Saturday, you can't not back them, I don't think. Well, hopefully, uh, for, for, for White's fans, that will be the case. Um, Ryan, you'll be there, won't you, at Oakwell? I will be, yep. Just you looking forward to the long trip north? Uh, I look forward to every long trip up north, as Scott will tell you. I love <laughs> the north. <laughs> Excellent. Well, safe travels to uh, all the Fulham fans making that trip as well. Um, thank you for listening. We will be back next week with another It's All White. Um, sometime around the transfer deadline, uh, we will we'll work one around that. But uh, join us then.